Are you a current speaker or an attorney, coach, expert, or entrepreneur who's tired of speaking for free or being underpaid? Are you ready to make bank for your brilliance? I have the perfect solution for you. Speaker moguls. We create highly paid sought after speakers by focusing on teaching you to master the business of professional speaking and building a bankable speaker brand that gets you known and paid. If you're ready to do what it takes for clients to put some respect on your name and pay you your value, you need to join our Speaker Moguls community now. You can join us at speakermogulsgroup.com. Yep, that's speakermoguls with an S, group.com. Let's go get your money. Welcome to the Ladies Who Leverage podcast, where we empower women to own their power, create influence and impact, and live life unapologetically AF. It's time to leverage your expertise, resources, and relationships to build your business, brand, and badassery. So just click subscribe and let's get it. I'm your host, Kelly Charles Collins. Welcome to the Ladies Who Leverage podcast. Today, my guest is the amazing Melina Crawford. So Melina is a spiritual life coach, more specifically, a transformation coach. Now, she didn't put this in her bio, but I think that it's worth reading to you, that she holds a degree with magna cum laude distinction in neuropsychology and public health from the George Washington University and a spiritual life coaching certification. So her passion is helping women transform, remove their blocks, and learn how to turn them into gold in their path forward. She works with women of all races and ages, and much of her past work has been with black and brown women, helping them heal from racial, sexual, and personal traumas. Melina's passion for transformation comes from her own experience moving from chaos and poverty. She's also an international keynote speaker and the author of the widely acclaimed best-selling novel, A Fistful of Honey. So you can probably see why I wanted to have Melina as a guest on the show. I think she is a brilliant woman. And so welcome, Melina. Thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you so much, Kelly. So happy to be here. It's awesome. So I want to start with talking about how you got into the whole thing about being a spiritual life coach. Why was that the path that you chose? Mm, great question. Um, so my journey began, I think, where a lot of transformation start, and that was in a lot of pain. Uh, so 2008, I had a really profound spiritual experience. I was just like the bottom fell out of my life. The bottom fell out of my my. One of a really significant relationships of mine had fallen apart. I had become a single mother. Um, and so I just was like, God, what is my purpose? There has to be more to life than this. And um, I heard it very distinctly, very clearly to heal yourself and to heal women. So when I heard that, I was very much in a Christian box. So when I heard heal yourself, I intuitively knew it wasn't go get a medical degree. Um, and so that began the journey into what it means to heal spiritually. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that started everything. And so we're talking about healing and right. Having to heal yourself and you're, 
as a child, you had some really traumatic instances that happened in your life. And so talk to us about how all of that came, you know, full circle in terms of having to heal. Yeah, absolutely. So as a child, I grew up with a lot of chaos, a lot of poverty. We were in and out of homelessness. Um, There was a lot of, you know, just ungood things that couldn't happen to a kid. And so I had this idea of myself that was just I felt very worthless. I felt um, that I didn't matter. I felt very insignificant. And even though I was an an adult, an adult woman, I hadn't outgrown that that little girl who felt that way. Um, So what healing means to me is really uncovering the wholeness that's always there. We're always whole, but it's like stripping away these ideas and these beliefs of brokenness. And so that's what it was for me. First of all, reconnecting with that divine part of me that was always sovereign, that always had the wisdom, that was always confident, Um, being reconnected with my intuition, being reconnected with my inner wisdom. So that was my healing journey. Because if you can think of it visually, For me, it was like I was face down in the mud, but I was a queen the whole time. And so that healing process was pulling me off of my knees, pulling me out of that mud and even knowing that there was a throne back there and getting rethroned. So, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I love that. A queen. I was still a queen. I was in the mud, but I was still a queen. And you you are. And, and what you said about, you know, all of the things that were happening to you as a child and that as an adult, you were still living into that. I think some people don't think about how impactful things that are said to people as children when we talk, you know, we speak to children or what they see, right, how that really impacts your life going forward and, you know, really um, impacts the decisions that you make right mm-hmm. about relationships or about your career path. And so what what did something happen i know that you said that you you just had this you know like god was speaking to you but was there something that made you be still enough yeah to hear what was being said to you oh yeah it was the pain it was the pain so when i became being a single mother was my biggest fear ever 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 um for some reason like i just I I held on to the relationship I was in, even though it was very unhealthy, very toxic and even abusive because I did not want to be on my own because Mm -hmm. of what, you know, I didn't think I could do it. And so I was in so much pain from people call it now narcissistic abuse and just like all of that stuff from childhood was kind of, it was triggered like all these things that that you felt worthlessness and all this stuff now you are worthless mm. now you are you know so it um that's where i was it was just so much pain and that's where it began i knew that i wanted something different and at that point that i was just on my knees i didn't care what the- <laughs> what that was I don't know if you've ever had a moment like that but it will bring you to stillness when you know like you know it's time for something new it's time for a transformation 
I am willing to give up everything that I think I know. I'm willing to give up any behaviors. I am in complete surrender in order to move to this next level, you know? So that's what it was. It, it was a moment of surrender because mm. I, it, I, it was too much. Yeah. Cause it'll break you. Absolutely. Right. It'll break you. So what was it they, so you heard this message and you got it loud and clear this time. Cause I, I, I imagine that it wasn't the first time that you've kind of heard the message, right. From being a spiritual person. It actually was. It was. Oh, okay. Because before that I was more of a religious person. Oh, okay. And I also had the idea that God didn't speak to me hmm. because of, so when you have um, things happen to you and you have this idea that you are less than it's also very common that you think you're outside of like the citizenship of the kingdom, if that makes any sense. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and so for me, I just didn't think that God really cared about me. I was like, I'm going to ask this question. I'm begging you to answer me. Um, so when I got my answer, I was like, oop. <laughs> <laughs> going with this right i'm gonna take this this answer because i don't know if i'm gonna get another answer right if i ask a question so when you got that answer what did you then embark on as far as your journey into transformation yeah so the very first thing i did um it was a class called qigong and like i said i was very much in a religious box but qigong is a form of energetic medicine and before that, I was very skeptical, like, uh, yeah, <laughs> not this doing whole, that, not doing it. <laughs> but he had us do an exercise where I physically felt my own energy. Mm. I felt my own energy. And I was like, oh, my God, I felt it. And in that moment, um, I don't I just felt like God was there, like God was like, you need proof. You were the kind of person that needs proof. Here's a proof to move forward. And so in that Qigong class, I actually met a woman who was studying at a Yama Van Zandt school. And she was, oh yeah, I'm a fourth year student. And I was like, okay, student, what is this school? Cause not, I'm on a path now. And so that, that started everything. I started, I couldn't do the school cause they had, they started with some kind of program that if you didn't start with them, you couldn't do the year. Um, but everything that Ayama came out with, I was there. <laughs> Every book that she ever wrote, um, everything that I could get my hands on about spiritual healing, uh, emotional healing, all of that stuff coupled with my background in schooling. Um, so that was what set it off. Yeah. And and as you went down that journey, I know that one of the things that you did was to write a book, a yeah. novel yeah. called A Fistful of Honey. Mm -hmm. And I love that honey is an acronym. Yeah. So before we talk about the acronym, tell us about A Fistful of Honey and why did you write that book? Yeah. So A Fistful of Honey. So I had, a, I had two prof profound events in my life that changed my life. The first was the one I told you about in 2008. The second was in 2013 when Trayvon Martin's murderer got off for murdering his baby. And I was pissed mm. with God. I was livid. Like, how can this be that there's still no justice for Black people in 2013? And 
it was a prayer that I expected an answer to. And so I got it every single morning for two months, um, between the hours of 3 a.m. and 4 a.m., I woke up with all this information and wrote it down. Wow. And it became the book of Fistful of Honey. Coupled with that, I was told to tell your story and tell it all. And you're talking to a very private woman. <laughs> like, <laughs> my business? Yeah, your business. And um, so obviously some parts of the novel are fiction. They're not, right. it's not all my story. Um, but I put every single um, event in there that was mine, the pain of it, the rawness of it. Um, I mean, there was no censorship in it. And that is what all of that was a fistful of honey. Now, of course, yeah. there's some twists and turns and adventure and things that make it a good read. Um, but that's the heart, the essence of the, the piece. Would you say, Melina, that that was part of the healing to be oh. able to write that book and, and put it out there to the world? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yes. It, and it was such a gift. It was such a gift. Um, it was a little... I was a, not fearful, but I was like, oh my God, like you're about to put this in public. There's no taking it back. Like yeah. it, it was so sacred to me, um, the, the writing process and everything. Like you're going to put this on the shelf to, to, to be consumed. And there are going to be people that are going to criticize it. And they're going to pe be people that love it. But at the heart of the matter, this is your healing process. Um, but I would do it again and again. Yeah. Such a gift from God to be able to write this book. And I had mentioned that, um, honey, there's an acronym. It, it, it stands for something. What does honey stand for? Honey stands for healing, oneness, nurturing, essence, and yes. Yes. So, um, I'll, I'll try to sum it up quickly. So healing is like we said, healing is really just uncovering the wholeness that's already there. And then oneness is coming back into your divine identity, getting back in touch with your intuition, your divine gifts, all of that. And nurturing. So every time I do, they're called honey talks. Every <laughs> time I do these honey talks, I, I kind of liken us women to queen bees, mm. the queen bee. So the queen bee, we know by her nature, she's fed by all the other bees. You know, she's, she's expending all this energy. So what would happen if she wasn't nurtured anymore? The whole thing shuts down, wow. shuts down. And it doesn't just shut down for uh, the bees, but it shuts down for humans. When the bees go away, you know, our crops are, we're all at risk, yeah. <laughs> you know, our, our crops, everything that they uh, pollinate for us. So the same is for us when we are not nurtured or when we allow things that are unnurturing into our lives, it, it shuts down everything, especially us, mm -hmm. you know? And um, then there's essence. So when I bring up essence, I bring up uh, my beloved Maya Angelou's poem, Phenomenal Woman. And, yes. and that just <laughs> on the head, that is your essence. When you walk into the room, your impact, your influence, um, that is uniquely yours, your power, you yeah. know, in this world. And then yes is simply saying yes 
to your heart's desires, opening yourself up to that which you desire. Yeah. So yeah. I love that because it just it just encapsulates everything. It's a great way. And when you think about honey, like the rawness of honey, but mm -hmm. also the sweetness. Yes. of honey, right? Yes. Um, so I, I love all of that. And what would you say to women? So, you know, you went through all of this in your life. You asked this question, you got the answer and you said, okay, <laughs> you've told me the answer. I need to, to just move forward. What would you advise women who want to stage a comeback in their lives? What should they do? The first thing that they need to do is ask, what do I want? And then what do I want to feel? Keep asking yourself that until you drill it down to super clear, till you can taste it, feel it, et cetera, et cetera. This is what I want. This is what I want to feel. And do not stray from that. Mm. Give yourself the gift of that. And so once you start to do that, you're opening a whole path to your comeback, okay? And another thing, you're going to have to really be courageous because every time we, so when you ask that question and you move forward, you're also kind of um, invoking something that is just really powerful, but it also attracts fear. It attracts disbelief. It attracts whatever resistance you have to that is going to come up. And so just know that and keep forging the way ahead. Yeah. yeah. And even as you're going forward, it also attracts negativity, right? And people and detractors, people who want you to stay in yeah. that space so that they can do with you as they will, or they can treat you as they want to, or talk to you as they want to. So, right. you know, part of it, when you talk about the honey, mm -hmm. and, you know, I think of it as the sweetness of it. It's like mm -hmm. being sweet to yourself, right? Really understanding what those those things that you talked about within the honey and your essence, mm -hmm. and understanding that in order to be who you truly are and to live up to your, to your truest potential, mm -hmm that you do have to take these steps forward, that we do have to come out of, you know, whatever those things are, those limiting beliefs or what people believe us to be and right. really step into who we are, exactly. right? So yeah. Good. So good. <laughs> yeah, so I, I would really encourage women. I think that's such a great point, Kelly. Keep your baby sacred. It is okay not to tell your business. It is okay not to share what your next big move is going to be. So keep your baby sacred. And also a third important question is, is what I'm doing now, what I'm choosing now in alignment mm -hmm. with what I said that I want. So that, that is a check against everything is what I'm, where I'm going. Is that an alignment is who I'm letting into my life? Is that, an, are they in alignment? You know, is, is this choice in alignment and be so, so loyal to you, you yeah. know, be so yeah. loyal to you and your vision and yeah. you get there. And if it doesn't serve you, get rid of it. I don't care <laughs> if it's people or things. <laughs> it just has to go, right? Because I, I always talk about alignment and, and we think sometimes we have to hold on to things and hold on to people, but they've been with me forever. But, oh, they're my family member. No, if it's not in alignment, just exactly what you said. If it's not in alignment, it has to go because then it doesn't serve you right? Absolutely. And and then your baby is no longer sacred. That's for everybody to do with what they wish, 
right? And, and I think that that's what leads us astray sometimes and has us living somebody else's life mm-hmm. instead of our own. Right. For way too long. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I was looking at your website because I just, I think you're, you're just so an interesting woman. And I was reading your bio and there were so many things, like so many just brilliant things that you wrote in that bio. Yeah. And so I picked out a couple of them because I want you to talk about them because I think they'll be helpful to the listeners. And one of the things that you said was, what I believed I experienced, what I experienced I believed. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? Absolutely. Um, yeah. So when I believed, you know, what, what I said at the top of the call, when I believed that I was unworthy, that's what I experienced. People coming into my life who treated me like I was unworthy. Um, experiences that just were horrible that I attracted because I felt like that's what I deserved. And, and that's what it is when we, and we're so powerful when we believe these things about ourselves, but it can flip on the, the absolute beautiful side. When you believe that you're worthy, oh my goodness. <laughs> when you believe that you come first, when you believe that it's okay for you to have a joy-filled, prosperous, just juicy life, that's what you manifest. Yeah, because yeah. it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Because the way that we think shows up in our words, shows up in our thoughts, shows up in our behaviors. And so, yes, if, you know, if we're thinking that we're unworthy, you know, we're not deserving, Mm -hmm. then that's what's going to be drawn into the atmosphere. And people don't, don't understand or don't not even understand. I don't think they appreciate Mm -hmm. how much that is true, right? Mm -hmm. In the world, what we put out is what we get back, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then one of the other things that you said was, um, I was on a hamster wheel of despair, all the while looking fabulous, <laughs> getting degrees from top shelf schools and amassing material wealth. I learned the hard way that keeping up appearances can kill you. Oh, yeah. Yes and yes. <laughs> Talk yeah. about that. Yeah, looking fabulous while feeling like complete and utter uh, crap inside not doing the work, not doing the inner work. And so um, so for me, like money was always easy to get. I, I attracted money pretty easily. Um, so I would just cover it, cover the pain with whatever I could purchase. You know, mm-hmm. like, okay, um, this will make them like me. I have the, the newest clothes or the best blah, 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 blah. Uh, okay, this, okay, now I got it. This will make me lovable. Let me just let me get a new car. It's, it's about my car. Let me get a new car, you know, or with the degrees, you know, and there are a lot of us just like overdosing on school. Like, okay, let me, let me prove myself worthy by just one more achievement. What, okay, I just need, I just need to do two more things. And all the while that broken little girl is still running the show. She's on the throne, not the grown woman, mm. you know? And so, yeah, she, she has to be dethroned in a very graceful and loving way. Yeah. But um, of course, you know, we know that there's no amount of fabulous, no amount of pretty, no amount of anything that's going to fix that 
hamster wheel going inside if we don't get in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can't cover it up. Nope. You can't buy it away. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna testify for you. So yeah, it wasn't until I did um my work and really becoming aware, like what's going on here? What is the pattern that that you're setting up? And also, what are you why are you setting this up? Why are you setting it up that you're always disappointed? What does Mm -hmm. that mean? You know, why are you setting it up that you're always sad? Is it, are you getting attention from doing that? Are you, you're getting to be right about life not being fair? What is it? So yeah, I had to, we have to crack that open. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And start questioning in ourselves, our own motives, right? We're always talking about, oh, you know, think about what those people's motives are. Oh, what are your motives? Right. <laughs> why are you, yeah. why, <laughs> how about that question, right? Why are you showing up or not showing up, right? What is the motive behind that? And I love what you just said about, am I doing it so that I can prove myself right, that I am unworthy or I, I don't deserve or whatever negative thing that you're thinking of that we put those things in play to confirm whatever it is that we're feeling yeah we set ourselves up absolutely yeah and so the last one that i saw um there were many but i was like i'm not going to bombard you with too many of them (laughs) but this this one you said um i didn't know the real me i didn't know my real power either I gave it away freely and went on hiding, being fake and muting my voice. I kept up living as a victim to my beliefs and my experiences. I love that part about muting my voice because so often we talk about, you know, women not having a voice or being voiceless. And it's not that we're voiceless or we don't have a voice. Sometimes we mute our voice or things have happened to us to mute us. So what made you write that? Like, what was the feeling behind all of that? Yeah, like I'm just behind that was really self-love. Like, wow, you have so much to say. And I'm sure your listeners have so much to say and so much to offer. Um, But for me in the past, it was like when I spoke up, you're showing off. Who do you think you are? You know, it would make me much happier if you were quiet. Mm. So it would make me much more likable if I was quiet, you know, like, oh, no, I love myself too much to to waste this gift that God has given me. And also it serves no one. And when I started, I also have a Facebook page called the Black Divine Feminine Reawaken. It is a mouthful. I know. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) I have that page and then uh, the novel. And so sometimes in, well, a lot of times in the DMs, people would say, you know, I was going to kill myself, but then I read a post or I read your book. I read this chapter. Can you imagine what would happen if I muted my voice? Like it's our voices are very much for us, but they're not just for us. We have no idea who we are speaking up for, you know, when we bring our voices forward. So it starts with the love for self, but then it's bigger than that. It's like, how can you not bring the majestic, amazing you, unique 
you to the forefront. You are yeah. a gift. You're a gift. So all of that muting, who's that for? Right. <laughs> no, I will not. I will not. And don't yeah, I did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I did a keynote speech the other day. And in the speech, I said, you know, with all the things that was happening in my life, you know, um, at the time, and I said, I knew that I had to show up for me because one day I might have to show up for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that's what that is. When you wrote that book, mm-hmm. it was so that you you were showing up for yourself, but in that you were showing up for other people. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I tell I heard this from somebody who said it that you know they were saying that our our lives are the master class for other people. Mm-hmm. And like you, I'm a very private person. And so, you know, as I've, you know, embarked on this whole journey around ladies who leverage, Mm -hmm. thinking about, you know, what do I share? What do I not share? How much do I share? How much do I not share? And, you know, it's been a journey Mm -hmm. of really thinking about, but when, when when you start to share, you realize that there's so many other people who have experienced what you are experiencing or have experienced, or, you know, it's just like you said, you know, somebody says, I just needed that word today. So it wasn't my last day. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's giving me chills. And with my story, I hope they never get to that point. Right. It really is my prayer that women, especially younger women hear it. And they're like, you know what? I don't have to, uh, trial by fire. I'm going to skip all that, that Melina was talking about. Cause you know, my life is precious and I'm going to decide that now before all the trauma and pain and conflama. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so what's the one thing in your life that makes everything that you have been through worth it? My daughter, Dara. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, um, yeah, just, raising her and watching her she's 14 um watching her develop and yeah i'm just like how can i be the best woman i possibly can um for her and i don't know you know i i can't think of anyone else it's her yeah yeah and you say this is something that i love that you say too you said life is for you Mm-hmm. not against you. And when you gain this perspective, everything changes. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So when you, when we get out of that victimhood of why, you know, did this happen to me? And we really get to the crux of it. What did this help me to learn? What did this help me to teach someone else? It's like, oh my God, it's gold. It is golden. Um, and one day, you know, your failures or your so-called failures are going to be gold to someone, you know, whether you choose to be in business, you know, with them or not, they're going to be gold. So it's just a matter of perspective, making sure that we get the lesson. That's the key part. Okay. What can I learn from this? Right. You know, and, and there you have it. It is for us. It is rooting for us. It favors us life loves us for women who are in the place that you were in Mm -hmm. uh, or who are just struggling a little bit to find their essence Mm -hmm. what's one piece of advice that you would give them oh goodness 
I want to give them so much advice. Let's see, just one. All right, we'll give them two. <laughs> okay. Um, I just want you to see you are just so incredibly worth it, you know? And I think that's the biggest thing that I have with working with women. It's like, even men, you know, we're all going through this journey to come out of unworthiness. I think most human beings have been fighting to be worthy when regardless of what your, you know, spiritual leaning is, you were born worthy. Like if we could just get that, you were born worthy. You were born with the that desire in your heart that buzzes like when you really, really want to do something or uh, create something. That is your clue and your cue that not only are you worthy to do it, but you were purposed and chosen to do it, you know? And so move forward with that knowledge, please you it's 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 done for you like move forward um so give for me i always say give god an action to support hmm. so have the faith to move forward have the faith to make an action towards your heart's desire that is such a powerful piece of transformation the action you have to put the action but give god that action to support and i promise you you will see miracles. Even if they're real teeny tiny, the, the biggest miracles are in those millimeters, those small steps that we take away from where we are right now to where we wanna be. And so I so encourage you to just take the step, you, you know, whatever it is, just say, I'm moving forward. I don't That's care right. <laughs> what this is gonna look like and, um, who might have something to say about it, but I'm moving forward. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We have to, right? We have to keep moving forward. Yeah. Even if we stumble sometimes, just get oh, up yeah. and, and keep going. Yeah. That's that's all part of the journey, you know? Yeah. And um, you're such a testament to that. <sighs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and I'm so happy that you um, accepted my invitation to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. I, I think it will be so helpful for so many of the listeners and maybe even if it's not for them, but for somebody that they know, right, mm -hmm. to be able to pass on your words of wisdom. So okay. thank you for sharing with my listeners. Thank you for sharing it in your book and in your Facebook group. So if people want to contact you, get in touch with you, get your book, mm -hmm. how do they um, do that? So you can reach me on my website. It's melinacrawford.com, M-A-L-E-N-A, Crawford, C-R-A-W-F-O-R-D, not Marlena. <laughs> and um, you can reach me on Instagram at, Malina, at Melina Crawford. And then you can find the book on Amazon, Books a Million or Barnes and Noble, A Fistful of Honey. So, and before we leave, what's I next? I would love to hear from you. Yes, please reach out to her. And before we leave though, what's next for Melina? Next for Melina. So I will be doing a group coaching uh, at the beginning of summer. And I'm, all, you know, I'm always writing. So hopefully we'll see something released shortly. I'm going to keep quiet on it, but okay. it's, <laughs> it's going to be an extension of A Fistful of Honey, an extension of the work. Awesome. Uh, they can also, you can, 
in the meantime, you can read a short story on my website. Just go on there and, and click the little podcast button. It's a nice, uh, entertaining read for you. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much. And thank you everyone for tuning in today to the Ladies Who Leverage podcast. If you would like to join Ladies Who Leverage, because we're not just a podcast, we are a global community of women, please feel free to go to LWL investor.com so that you can become a part of our amazing community that's growing every single day. And our whole point is so that women live life unapologetically AF. So until our next episode, make sure that you subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. And thank you all for listening and tuning in and have an amazing day. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is brought to you by Lady Lawyer Media. If you're a badass woman who's ready to take action to live life unapologetically AF, then you need to join our global community on Facebook, Ladies Who Leverage. And remember to subscribe to our podcast. And until next time, let's collab source, strategize, and monetize. Are you a current speaker or an attorney, coach, expert, or entrepreneur who's tired of speaking for free or being underpaid? Are you ready to make bank for your brilliance? I have the perfect solution for you. Speaker moguls. We create highly paid sought after speakers by focusing on teaching you to master the business of professional speaking and building a bankable speaker brand that gets you known and paid. If you're ready to do what it takes for clients to put some respect on your name and pay you your value, you need to join our Speaker Moguls community now. You can join us at speakermogulsgroup.com. Yep, that's speakermoguls with an S group.com. Let's go get your money.